So what is up, guys? You're listening to the Dynasty Fan Podcast. Welcome in. we got a good show for you today talking about our top three fades in fantasy football drafts. So I am your host, Caleb Munoz, and Ryan Munoz is here with me as well. So we're going to give you our top three fades. So how are you doing today, Ryan? You ready for the show? Doing well, man. Excited to uh, to talk fantasy. It's always a it's always a great time. Okay. So let's get into it. So I'll let you go ahead and start, Ryan. Go ahead and lead us off with your first fade. All right. So uh, before we talk about my fades, I just want to say that uh, it's not necessarily that I don't like these players. It's not necessary that I don't have some shares of them. Um, we play in a lot of different um, leagues and best balls, and so. Um, this this is just one some of the players that I think are not going in rounds that I like preferably. So the first player is Gabe Davis. Um, uh, I have some shares of him for sure in best ball, but it just seems like in the big money leagues, uh, his ADP is getting way uh, way too high. Uh, he's going in round four of some big league big money leagues, and so for me, I think that's just too high for a wide receiver who number one is. Uh, not even the wide receiver one on his team, right? Stefan Diggs is still there. Yes, uh, it's a great offense to be in, but I just don't think that um, I can pay that price. Um, I, and I also think for me personally, I have a lot of leagues where I'm starting drafting in the back end. And so if I'm drafting in that back end of round uh, in the draft, right, like team eight to 12, I do have a lot of shares of Stefan Diggs. So if I'm picking up shares of Stefan Diggs, I'm not definitely not really getting a lot of shares of Gabe Davis. Um, also, there's other wide receivers that I think are going right around where Gabe Davis is going that I feel comfortable taking over him. Um, wide receivers like uh, Rashad Bateman, uh, Darnell Mooney, who are wide receiver ones on their team. Uh, also, Alan Lazard, who I'm high on this year, and Elijah Moore. Um, so that's kind of why, um, for me, I just don't have a lot of shares of Gabe Davis. Yeah, definitely good. And he's definitely going high in some of the the bigger money leagues. You know, also, too, in that offense, you got to factor into Isaiah McKenzie's having a good camp, supposed to be working in the slot. And then also they drafted James Cook, who's also a good pass catcher in that offense. So definitely, definitely going to be a little more target competition than people are thinking in that offense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So for me, my first player that I'm fading, and just like you said, we, you know, these aren't guys that we don't dislike for fantasy. It's just where they're going and just the value is not there. So my number, my first one that I'm going to go with is going to be Debo Samuel and definitely had a great, just a monstrous season last year, wide receiver three in points per game. And he was definitely a league winner. You, you drafted him last year, round seven, eight. But this year, he's going pretty much middle round two, middle to the end of round two. And I just don't like that price. He's going around wide receiver seven or eight. So looking at this offense as a whole, we have the obvious QB change with Trey Lance. And right now, sound out of camp is that he's just has some great chemistry early on with Ayuk. Last year, too, Ayuk, he had a really slow start. He came out in the doghouse. And he had a great end of the season, that second half of the season. So I think all these things also as well, Kittle missing a few games. I think all these things just kind of uh, aided in just Debo having the season that he did, just the stars aligned for him last season. 
So I don't see that happening again. I don't see that repeating out of Ken. You're just paying just a high price for him right now in that mid to late round two. I just don't like it. Even with the rushing TDs, he had eight rushing touchdowns last year. That was more one more than Najee Harris and Antonio Gibson last season. So I see that kind of regressing for this following season. You know, we all know Trey Lance is just has great rushing ability. So I don't see him repeating with that eight touchdowns in the in the with rushing next season. So Debo for me is my first one. What do you think about Debo next year? Well, I definitely agree with you. Um, I had Debo in a lot of leagues. I got him reluctantly, to be honest, in a lot of leagues, just because he was in round seven, eight, and you're on the clock. You're like, oh, I need a receiver. You know, I definitely have some shares of Debo from last year. Um, and he he won me some leagues, to be honest. And, uh, you know, but I think that just where he's going, you know, the injury history, the new quarterback who's a running quarterback, it's going to probably those touchdowns are probably not going to be the same, those rushing touchdowns. And so, and then also the big thing is just, uh, we look at value, right? And so for me, Debo in the second or Ayuk in the ninth round, I'm taking Ayuk, you know, 10 out of 10 times, because I think that the value um, is going to be there for Ayuk, right? It's going to return more value um, in this offense for me. And so uh, I totally agree with you on that one. So uh, my, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Take us into your number two. All right. So my number two guy, um, and this kind of pains me because he's been one of my favorite players for a long time in dynasties, and that's Michael Thomas. Um, Michael Thomas, um, you know, he's going at the end of round four, uh, early round five, and again, in big money uh, redraft leagues. And for me, that's just too high. It's too much of a risk for a player who's 29 years old, hasn't really played football in two years. He's already had some injury struggles this training camp. Uh, he seems to be healthy and then he tweaks something or hurt something or he's held out. And so for me, I, I just can't get there on Michael Thomas. Um, it's tough to see because, like I said, he's one of my favorite players. Um, and I think when healthy, he's he could still be a, a top talent. The problem for me, though, is just I don't think he's going to be healthy. I think he's going to miss time. He's going to miss games. He's going to be in and out of the lineup. And again, kind of going back to my point on uh, Debo and Ayuk, uh, maybe this is just the dynasty curse, but, you know, I got rookie fever and Chris Olave was a great re receiver at Ohio State and Michael Thomas in round four or five, or you wait and you get Chris Olave, you know, later in, in the draft, which mm -hmm. is what I'm doing, you know, in multiple drafts. I think Chris Olave, I got in round 10, 11. Um, and so that's definitely what I'm doing in a lot of these drafts. Yeah, I definitely... Michael Thomas, definitely like Michael Thomas, but I can definitely see the risk involved. He hasn't done really pretty much anything in two seasons. You know, he had that monstrous season where he was a wide receiver one, but since then hasn't done anything. So he's definitely a risk. And, and round five, you know, that's still pretty high, right? It's still pretty yeah. high. You're still filling out basically your starting lineup there. So I definitely, you know, when I did draft him, I definitely – second guessed it right because it's like man it's not a guarantee a lot of people are he's on he's high on a lot of people's boards they're thinking he's going to return to that wide receiver one status and i don't know about that but he's definitely I mean, one of those risky players i'd rather have marquise brown who's going to be with, with kyler murray for six weeks without yeah. uh, hopkins and i'm hearing that Rondo moore is not even healthy um i'd rather have um, Monroe yeah. st brown 
who had a great finish to the season last year and has and looked good in preseason and training camp um, with Jared Goff. And so those are just some of the guys that I would have um, ahead of him if I'm yeah. in that round. Definitely like Marquise Brown, and he even goes a little bit later. He even goes a little mm-hmm. bit later. Then you have yeah. Juju that goes later, you know, with the Chiefs. Definitely yeah. some other options. So let's go into my number two I have is going to be DK Metcalf. So right now he's pick 47 uh, on sleeper. So wide receiver 18 off the board. And really, I mean, Geno Smith, right? That's the reason. This offense is just, I don't know what this offense is like. Their line is terrible. I don't know what they're doing. You know, I, I actually had high hopes for DK. I thought he was kind of one of my sleepers because I had hopes of Jimmy G coming in there and just saving the day. But now with Jimmy G uh, re-signing or working a deal out with San Francisco, I guess they could still trade for him. But now I just I just lost all hope in DK. I think he'll still be decent, but at wide receiver 18, I just don't see I mean I just don't see him performing even there. Right? I think he's going to be a back end, a low end wide receiver too, uh, at best. You know he's not really. Um, he had he, even last season he was wide receiver twenty three in points per game, and that was with Russ right most of the season. So fourteen point fourteen point four points per game wide receiver twenty three last season. Also he had twelve touchdowns last year. I don't know if he's going to get twelve touchdowns with Geno Smith. You know, so I just out really on on all the Seahawks really, but DK especially. I mean, Lockett goes way later, like you're saying. Just that value game. If I was going to get anybody, you'd probably get Lockett in those double digit rounds. If I was going to take a Seahawk, so I'm just out on DK for this next season, unless something happens with that with the QB change. But I just I'm out on him with Geno Smith. Yeah, I agree. Um... It's just, it's really hard, at least right now. Maybe, I mean, maybe they, they, you know, they get smart and they make a play for Jimmy G or somebody else, um, during the season. But it looks like the, you know, Seahawks and Pete Carroll, they want to run out Geno Smith. And then after he stinks, they're going to probably throw out Drew Locke. And then, uh, they're probably going to tank and get a quarterback next year. Um, so then I'll be in on Debo. I mean, I'm sorry. Then I'll be in on DK, yeah. right? For, for dynasty, but for now, I agree. There's just too many good players that are going around uh, where Debo's going. Uh, DJ Moore, I love. I'll take him over Metcalf. Um, I'd also probably take Jalen Waddle over him, Deontay Johnson, um, Sutton, and mm-hmm. Judy. Um, coin flip, you know, between those guys. They go right but I'd probably him. take, yeah, I'd probably take, you know, one of those guys over him just because they're tied to Russell Wilson. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they're going to be in a lot of shootouts in that division playing the Chiefs, the uh, Raiders, and the Chargers, you know, two times out of the year. So I'm with you on DK. So why don't you give us your number one player that you are fading this season? All right. So it's somebody that we're definitely going to have a disagreement on, right? First two, we we were pretty pretty much in agreement on the first couple of players, but this Mm -hmm. one I know is going to – probably cause some disagreement, but it's Saquon Barkley. And it's a lot of the same reasons that I just, I can't take, I'm not taking Michael Thomas. And it's just because for me, you, there's a saying in dynasty, in fantasy football for redraft. And the saying is you can't win your dynasty league in round one, but you can lose it in round one or two. Right. And so those basically just those early picks, you really want to hit on. Right. I mean, you can auto draft, right. 
round one, round two, and you'll probably be pretty good, right? But so for me, I just, you know, the injury history with Barkley, you know, they say he looks great, but I've been burned by him in this past couple of years. Um, I had a lot of shares of him in, in redraft leagues and he just hasn't played. And when he has played, he's had freakishly terrible luck. Um, the Giants will probably be improved, um, new coaching staff. But for me, I'm just not getting a lot of shares of Barkley. Um, I do have a lot of shares of him in best balls, right? We started best balls, you know, over the summer and he was going around four and five in best ball drafts. And at that price, I, I was in. But right now, I mean, we, we just had a draft on Saturday and somebody took him. Um, at like 201 at the 201 uh, that was you know to me that that's where he's going now right he's going in the early in the early second round 201 202 and for me that's just too high for Saquon Barkley there's other guys that I like around him honestly I, I like Aaron Jones I'm all in on Aaron Jones he's been a top 10 running back or an RB1 for three seasons in a row um Devontae Adams is gone. And I, I guess people are worried and I understandably so. Dylan's there and I understand that. But Aaron Jones is too good of a player for the Packers to not involve. He's going to get touches, even if it's not uh, on the rushing on the ground, it's going to be through the air. And uh, for PPR, I'm, I'm all in on Aaron Jones. Um, and so that's kind of why I'm kind of fading uh, Saquon Barkley. Yeah, I definitely like the other guys around him. Less risk too, right? If you get Aaron Jones. I think I think I'm kind of biased to be honest with with Barkley because, like you're saying, that is a high price because some people are getting him like right. Some people like him at the end of round one, and right? they'll say to take him yeah. at the end of round one. Yeah. And really, for me, it's very similar to CMC. But for CMC, he's like a complete fade for me, like easy. Yeah. And it's the same reasons. It's like you know he does got the upside. Right. Maybe, but Barkley's been the RB one also. Right, he's had that RB one season as well, so he's got similar similar ceiling, right, of that RB one overall. But for me, CMC is an easy fade because of the injury history. But round two, I have no problem, right? A little bit, few, little bit picks, few picks later, I have no problem taking Barkley. So that's definitely a bias on me, where I'm I'm okay with getting Barkley, right? I can I can overlook his injury history, but not CMC, right? So. Definitely, definitely one that is controversial because a lot of people, most people are really high on Barkley, right? And kind of overlooking that injury history a lot more than CMC. So here we go. So my number one, I think it would be controversial because a lot of player, a lot of people like this player and he was a league winner for a few people, for those that had him last year. But for mine, going back to the Seahawk well with Rashad Penny, I just I just don't buy into Rashad Penny. You know, he's going in in round eight and sleeper. And like you said, Elijah Moore there. You have Drake London. You have Burks a little bit further, who I like all the upside of all those players. And I even just getting a full season out of those guys, just Rashad Penny, just it, he's only had 10 or more carries in nine games in the past three years. So he's missed so many games. And everybody brings up the end of the season, right? The six. He was what, uh, you know, those last six games, or they say the five games because they take out the game that he played in San Francisco, right? But he in the last few weeks of the season, he did have a monstrous season. But if you look if you look into those, he had really he played against terrible defenses. There's two blow-up games. It was Houston and Detroit, where he had even Detroit, it was like a 32-point game. And he did have two other games against 
uh, decent defenses, but against San Francisco, seven points. Against the Rams, six points. Right, so I just don't see it all. I just don't see the upside really with Penny for a season-long league, right? And even last season, he was a waiver pickup, right? So I think even if you draft him, I mean, last season he missed like the first 11 games. So even if you don't draft him, I think he's going to be on the waiver wire. You know, if last season he was a league winner, not for those who drafted him, but for those that scooped him off the waiver wire. So I just, if he gets hurt again and he's missing and he's in and out, I just, I see him probably being droppable again next season in in your season long league. So I'm out on Penny. I just, I I really like um, Kenneth Walker, right? And we even heard, we even heard Pete Carroll say that Walker could be a three down back. He could see that. Right. And that's where it was leading to until Walker got injured. Right. But he'll be back in the first few games of the season. I would suspect him being back. So I just, I I really like Walker, but I'm just out on Rashad Penny because I've already, we already know what he is in my opinion. Right. We already know what he is. So. And again, I think kind of just a, go back to this point is like there's not really a reason to take the risk on the injury right mm-hmm. especially at running backs if you want to do it at wide receiver i can understand that but rashad penny he's been in the league how many years right and he's he played seems- you know not not enough games for me like like, like you said kenneth walker is going after him mm-hmm. i'll definitely take kenneth walker stash him if he gets um some playing time round uh week one week two by week four or five it's going to be the kenneth walker show that's my prediction the other guy is damian pierce right he was going i mean in around a couple of rounds after i believe in round 10. Mm-hmm. um so he why might would be you moving take... up now but still yeah yeah that's true probably still be around there. Running... yeah, round yeah more, more people are definitely catching on um to him but i mean i would still take damian pierce who's healthy and is probably the lead back right in houston in a bad offense, somebody's going to score points. So why not Damian Pierce, right? And so definitely, there's definitely other options. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely with you. Or take some of those wide receivers that could potentially be wide receiver ones, right? If you want to hammer running back early um, and then try to get some of those wide receiver, potential wide receiver ones, right? The Lazards are going there, Elijah Moore, St. Brown. Those are all late wide receivers, right? Could even look at the QBs like a Burrow Hurts, you know. Yeah. Those rounds. You could even do another position, like you're saying. Well, all right, guys. That is our show for today. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to follow us on all our social medias on Twitter and TikTok. We are the Dynasty Fam underscore pod. So until next time, we'll see you guys later.